I'm not just happy, I'm her pal. This is Power Up Life, the podcast. I'm your host, Gianna Lucas, co-founder and CEO at Hapal, the social enterprise that powers this podcast. We help you slay life in high school, uni, and beyond. Each week on the show, you'll learn epic life skills in a super chill way. Hear from well-known legends as they reveal their biggest setbacks and milestones to date, and you'll find out what our Hapal squad think about a whole stack of topics too. From epic challenges to super raw moments, this show has it all. So let's power up life. from 2019. It's the song that quickly became the anthem behind body image movement and Insta hashtag Kiss My Fat Ass. Amy Shepard, the singer-songwriter behind Kiss My Fat Ass, has become one of the most recognisable faces in Australia, especially when it comes to self-love after opening up about her own insecurities and struggles with body image. On top of being a proud member in Australian band Shepard, Amy also happens to be one of Nine Honey's monthly columnists. By the way, a bit of a fun fact. Last week, it was announced that Shepard will be performing at the AFL Grand Final this coming Saturday. So freaking awesome. I'm so excited to be chatting with Amy in this week's episode, and here is just a taste of what we spoke about. Life growing up in Papua New Guinea and then studying at an all-girls boarding school right here in Australia, working alongside her siblings in Shepherd, life in the public eye, the story behind Kiss My Fat Ass, her beautiful blue hair, and so much more. So let's power up life. And I've got her in her studio in Queensland. Welcome to Power Up Life, Amy. Hi, how's it going? I'm very well, thank you. I probably am the most excited ever to interview you. I am a big fan of yours for your music, but also everything that you stand for. I can't believe I'm actually going to say I'm a fangirl. Wow. (laughs) It's a big reveal on my part, but you are an all-round legend. So firstly, thank you for everything that you do and all the positive vibes you're putting out there, especially on your Instagram page. I appreciate that. (laughs) So it's funny, really, Instagram is just this fake world you put things out to the universe and you don't really I don't know you're not really connected that well connected with the people on the other side so when you get to speak to them face to face it's pretty cool it definitely is very cool and I think for you you said you know it can be a bit of a fake world I think you've definitely created a path that is the most realist you could ever be on a platform like Instagram and I think your your profile particularly is full of color and vibrancy and I just love how you've been able to showcase yourself in in anything like doesn't matter what you're wearing and you wear it proudly and you look absolutely amazing I know you can see your cellulite but we all have cellulite and I love how you basically have told people to kiss your fat ass essentially <laughs> in your music I'd actually love to talk a little bit about that I want to also talk about about your your past and how Shepherd all began but particularly about sort of the kiss my fat ass movement which has gone absolutely bonkers it's gone viral 
particularly for you, when you created this song, why did you create it? And what was this a catalyst there that made you go, I need to put out a song that gives this message around the world? What, what was that thing? It didn't start with a song. It obviously started on Instagram. I just got sick of the BS on Instagram and just people portraying this fake life. And I was one of them. I uh, was definitely part of the problem. I would post photos and face tune them perfect, you know, pose in the perfect position. So I looked the part really. I was just trying to be what I, uh, what I knew a pop star was. So that was obviously curated images and I just got sick of it. I just felt so disingenuous and so fake and yeah. I got sick of trying to be that person. I, and I would see all the girls that I was following and I just couldn't keep up anymore and I got sick of keeping up and it started off with just one-off posts. Like I would post a photo and you could see like in the corner a little roll on my tummy and I'd do a little bit of that and like looking back now it was nothing but it was amazing the reaction that it, those photos had and it just made me sort of open open my eyes to what people were actually craving yeah in a role model so I started doing photos where I would post the photo that was edited because I still you know I guess I was sort of attached to that image of who I portrayed myself as originally and so I post the photo edited but then I'd do a swipe across where it was like check out the photo before I edited it yeah yeah Uh, and they had a really good reaction too so I was like okay I think I'm onto something here people were really responding well to this and then one day I was looking for content to post and I just couldn't find a photo that was Instagram worthy and uh, (laughs) I came across this photo that my boyfriend took of me besides the pool beside the pool and I was just um, really casual really candid and I was looking back at him and I loved the photo. Everything about the shot was beautiful, except all of the reasons why I wasn't good enough. So, you know, my cellulite, my tan was messy. My, you know, my hair was just in a bun and not style hair. I wasn't wearing makeup, all these reasons. So I spent 10, 15 minutes trying to edit cellulite from the back of my legs. And I don't know, in just in that moment, I was like, I'm putting this out. I'm about to put this out to my fans. Majority of them are under 35 women. And I've faked it, you know? Yeah. And I just felt so guilty and so, so I don't just, know. So you posted it, the edited version at that point? No. no. You, oh, you were thinking about it. Yeah, 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 as you were editing. Edited the photo, yeah. ready to post. Yeah. And um, just before I uploaded it, I just thought, I'm just going to upload it as is. Like, I'm so sick of this. So I just uploaded it without any any of the face tuning. And the re- and then I just put my phone out because I was just so over Instagram. And then mm. put my phone on charge, came back an hour later and I was overwhelmed with messages, people, comments and people reaching out saying that was such a great post. We want more of this. And the rest is history, really. I just never looked back and I thought, well, they've seen it now. So what have I got to hide? <laughs> <laughs> that's, right, that's right. I can keep bringing it out there. Everyone knows everything about my legs, my butt, <laughs> all of that. I, I absolutely love it. And look, the reality is what you what you're going through is something that really everybody goes through I mean but for you it's probably heightened because you are a public figure and you're right you know in the music industry everything is so beautifully airbrushed and amazing and you you naturally would probably feel like a bit of anxiety because you're going well do I look like blah blah on on their page yes it's airbrushed but how does that compare to my profile and then of course adding to that you know your followers especially as you said you know mostly women under 35 I mean that's a lot to to carry 
anybody in their day-to-day life. And I just want to applaud you because I can just imagine, obviously I wasn't there in that moment, but I can just imagine how agonizing it would have been for you to go, I'm just posting it as is. Because you were probably excited, but probably, I'm guessing, really nervous at the reaction. And of course, people loved what they saw about you, which is absolutely fantastic. And obviously, the rest is history, as you said. So yeah, as I said, I just want to applaud you because people like myself, you know, I am a size 14, for example, and I'm really, really, I love my body. And it's so nice to see people like yourself in the media showing off an amazing body, a healthy body, but a real body, you know, and wearing it proudly and looking great. So um, from the bottom of my heart, from everybody like me, I just want to say a massive thank you. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. You said like a real body as well, because I've seen you know all different sizes and shapes on Instagram but something about them still isn't real and I think mm. it is a lot of people still face tune even if they are in a larger body yeah. a lot of face tune going on so it's like cellulite is this dirty word that we've all been taught and conditioned to cover up when we all have it 90% of women have cellulite mm-hmm. I just don't know why it has to be such a negative thing because if we if we all were honest with each other and just posted as we are then no one would care about no one would even care what yes exactly right and so I think you're being a bit of a trailblazer there especially in Australia and paving the way for women like myself to go yep I'm gonna do it too so I want to ask you about the kiss my fat ass song so how did that come about then mind you I don't know how many times I've listened to it but it's definitely in my most like listened to (laughs) songs on Apple Music Uh, so how did that come about well, the whole hashtag started on my second photo. So I uploaded the the one beside the pool. And then after that, I uploaded uh, just one of my butt, really. And I, I said <laughs> at the end of it, if you don't like it, then kiss my fat ass. And then I had all these women posting. They started a hashtag for me. And I had all these women joining in, sharing their hashtag kiss my fat ass photos. And that went on. I'm pretty for- sure I was actually one of them. I think I did one of me in a pool with like a flamingo. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, so I joined the movement too. <laughs> that that's really nice yeah it was amazing to see how many women got on board of all different shapes and sizes from all over the world it was just something that brought us all together in that little hashtag world and then of course I'm a songwriter so uh, we went we had some studio time I think it was like a month later and we were, I sat down with George and Jay who were the other songwriters in Shepherd, and we just we were like what are we going to write today what should we write about and I thought well we came up with that I think I think it was Jay had that like dun 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 mm-hmm, dun mm-hmm. And started singing that like I don't want to be alive. Yeah, and then it was just like, well, let's write this about kiss my fat ass, and we just wrote it there and then in one day and one day, much- including yeah, think- the music and everything, just one day. Yeah, pretty much finished writing it, and then we would have spent another day on production. So wow. probably two days we had it ready to go, and I just t- instantly had all these ideas about what I wanted to do for the film clip, and that was um, inspired a lot by the Blurred Lines film clip. Um, <laughs> yes, I remember seeing that. I remember seeing that clip and just being like so down on myself because I saw, you know, Emily Ratajkowski or how, how do you say her name, that model, and I was just like, oh, she's perfect, <laughs> mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was the, you know, the men idolising those naked women walking mm-hmm. around. And I was, you know, I just wanted to recreate that with a variety of women. And I chose those women from just a lot of them were friends of mine or women that I'd come across on Instagram who have inspired me in some way and women who would do cool things yeah. despite what they look like. Um, that was my main objective was to get people doing cool things. Like I had um, Cara Saunders, who's a CrossFitter and she had just had a baby. I think she was like six weeks postpartum. So one of the shots was her like 
cuddling her baby it looked really maternal and then in the next shot she was doing like devil presses with <laughs> dumbbells and she is amazing like she is so ripped and strong and I just yeah I'm really inspired by people who do cool things but aren't, aren't afraid still, yeah they aren't afraid and they aren't the um stereotypical the stereotype of beauty yeah exactly and I know that you had Taryn Brunford as well as, as from Body Image Movement and you also yeah. had and I've forgotten her name it's just left me but she was she's a personal trainer Tiffany Hall you had so many amazing amazing women so diverse yeah, she's amazing she also was really honest with her post baby she's saying that after she had her baby a lot of the magazines were like quick tiff like we want you on the front cover of the magazine doing your like bounce back and how you did it in five weeks and, da, da, da. and she was like I refused to do it because she she just said I'm not going to be able to do that safely for myself and safely mm. for my child so she went ahead and posted a photo of her post baby body and it, that, that was pretty cool as well because she is the like ideal body mm. fitness fitspo person she yeah she was pretty honest about her body and how it changed a lot yeah so I loved love her and she's such a great authentic person who else did I have on there I had um there was about uh, like there's around 10 there was 10 girls something like that 12 of us oh it's 12 Uh, jeez your sister your sister was one of them yeah and I had my friend Laura who's pregnant at the time I had um Kayla Truth who's another Queensland rapper Laurie, she's transgender and she's so creative. She's a makeup artist. She's done my makeup a few times. Awesome. And yeah, just a just a whole collection of a dancer. Yeah. People everybody. <laughs> everybody was in the film clip. It was an awesome film clip. And of course that also went viral as well. So it should. And I think out of that, I just love to ask, you know, obviously things have gone from strength to strength for you. Do you have a goal with kiss my fat ass is there something that you want to do obviously you've got your music which is a big part of that and then you've obviously got this platform what are your goals for that what are your dreams for it and of course for for women and girls who follow you look I never set out to have an objective with this I never did it for anything I just want to keep the message going I want to be a role model obviously my my focus is on my music and I that's where I want my focus to be Uh, I don't want to have to worry about fitting into a size six or, 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 you know, I, don't, I don't know we'll see that's not to say that I'm not going to do anything more with Kiss My Fat Ass um I might I don't know if you have any ideas let me know but at this stage <laughs> I'm just riding the wave and I'm just um I'm continuing to post my photos and I just want to be as authentic as possible for my fans I love it I you could almost create a Kiss My Fat Ass album and then there'd be like a collection of songs about all about women and female empowerment potentially I love it. Yeah, obviously songwriting is where it's at for me. So I'd love to incorporate that somehow. I don't know. Yeah. I've thought about a few things, maybe even like a children's, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? We'll uh, look, the, the future is very bright. Um, I was going to say blue potentially because of your amazing hair. It's so iconic as well. Do you get approached a lot on the street for people noticing you because your hair stands out so much? Yeah, I think out of all the band members, I'm definitely the most recognisable because of the hair. But it's fine. Like, I don't get completely mobbed. We're not Ariana Grande famous. It's okay. Yet. People, yet. Yet. People spot us and then they might just whisper and I do notice that a lot. But, but Australians are pretty cool. Like, they don't tend to mob celebrities, yeah. I find. Luckily, Queensland is not LA because uh, things would be a little bit different over there, I'd imagine. It's, oh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually nice. I think about the life that Justin Bieber and all those people have and would be pretty full on because I've obviously had a taste of it 
and yeah you have you know if you think isolation if you didn't like isolation that's probably the life that they have you know yeah not being able to leave their house because there's literally paparazzi following them yeah and and that's so so true especially because in the united states it is such a hot pot really especially in la uh particularly and i've got a, a couple of friends over there as well that are in sort of the entertainment space and they say for some of their mates that are especially probably more uh, well known it is very difficult and they've only got a handful of places that they can go to where paparazzi will sort of won't frequent i don't know if it's a mutual respect thing that they just won't go there but apart from that you're right they have to go incognito they have to cover up they've got to be really strategic the time of day that they leave so it really is kind of like an iso on steroids and it is it is difficult anywhere they go in the whole world must be really lonely and you can see why so many (laughs) celebrities have issues because Mm -hmm. it's just a it's yeah it's a scary scary life i know i think the more honest i am with my followers and my fans that maybe it'll take away some of the um elusiveness and i can just me and just like yeah this is me it's nothing exciting I've got cellulite just like you (laughs) it it is true it is so true and I think bringing people along the journey because it's it's very much like a one-way friendship so everybody seems to know a lot about you, but you don't know a lot about the fans. I mean, it's impossible to know everything about your fans. So they will be so excited to see you, but then you won't have that connection back with them. And so you, how is your cup being filled? And I think, you know, you're fortunate that you've got siblings and your band members, you get to spend time together and you're in the same bubble. So you can support each other when one's feeling a bit flat or down. And I think that's probably one of your biggest and most beautiful blessings that you could ever ask for having family in, in performing arts. So I'd like to love to ask you a little bit about that as well so how is it working with your siblings do you sometimes want to pull your hair out as well if you drive each other insane is there any points that you drive each other insane <laughs> of course but it's also I, I think the the pros outweigh the cons for sure tenfold because you can be honest with your siblings you can say whatever you like really and <laughs> bring them back down to earth and vice versa pretty quickly and you don't have to walk on eggshells it's not awkward if you say something whereas you you know with some of the other bandmates, it might be you have to be a little bit careful of the way you word things because mm. you don't want to damage the relationship. With siblings, you can just go and say it and have a fight. And then 10 minutes later, Emma's like, can I use those earrings? You know? <laughs> You're um, like, sure, babe, yeah. sure. <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah, we're taping each other. And our mum comes on tour with us and having her is a lot of people just look at us like we're the Brady Bunch because <laughs> we're all together. But really it's it's pretty cool because she just, she helps us where she needs, but she's not invasive. You know, yeah. if we want to like go out and party, she's not going to be like, ah, can I come? Us. Yeah. <laughs> or like even if we want to party on the tour bus, for example, like she'll totally give us our specs and she'll just go to the back of the bus. And, um, oh, that's where the cool kids go. The cool kids traditionally go at the back of the bus. So your mum's cool. That's awesome. That's, we'll just, yeah, the back, yeah. <laughs> The back of the back, the front of the bus. Yeah, you can quiet. Yeah, so it's actually really nice having family there, and then when you do need them there fully supportive in there for you it's so true and I think about my own mum as well and she's sort of a part of her power in our business in in many ways and I love her for that because she's sort of become a very big mentor and confidant really and you know we can go to her and we can say anything and she'll be very honest with us as well and be like hey guys I reckon this and we're like that's so true her insights are so invaluable and yes she's older than us but she's she's incredible so I think it's so awesome that you've got your mum along the ride with you it's it's something that's rare not everybody gets that so um you know it's something to really appreciate 
no one in the whole world wants to see us succeed like my parents do. So mm. we can mm. trust them and we take their guidance very seriously. Very grateful. Absolutely. And I can imagine your mum supported you as well uh, back in the day. I I know that, and I've read as well, and I know you've spoken publicly about this, about your childhood, particularly the insecurities that you had growing up. And of course, that would have been a massive catalyst for Kiss My Fat Ass anyway. But can you tell us a little bit about what life was like for you as a teenager going through high school? I'm guessing you're like everybody else sort of having those ups and downs concerns about everything to do with your body maybe your your mind the way you were thinking if it was cool or not whatever (laughs) yeah so we actually grew up in Papua New Guinea in Port Moresby and it's such a different lifestyle to Australia within communities with barbed wire fences it's not the safest place in the world I think I think Port Moresby was voted like the second least livable city in the world really (laughs) Yeah, I never knew that. Yeah, second lease. So it's it's not the safest place, but life was good. You know, we had really close-knit community. It's almost like growing up in a really small country town, but we had a really good childhood. Often on the weekends, you get to go out to the islands and you have your really close-knit friends. So coming to Australia was a huge culture shock for me. I was a chubby 12-year-old and I was thrown into a private girls' school, all-girls' school, it was super religious, super strict. I had to do things. I'd never even crossed the road by myself and <laughs> all made my bed. Yeah. And yeah, I had to grow up pretty quickly. And obviously girls' schools can be very clicky. And I was just like this awkward, chubby 12-year-old. I could barely make conversation because I was so used to my little group of friends. Yeah, of course. Your community. Um, you know, my community running around with boys and girls and all of a sudden I was in this boarding school with these clicky girls I've never even experienced like bitchiness before Mm. um yeah so that was a huge shock and my confidence was shot after one semester at this school yeah and all through uh, primary school as well I was bullied for being overweight and like so you know so many women are And yeah, I just didn't really have any confidence until after school, really. But I always knew that I wanted to do music Mm -hmm. and I always had that dream and sort of going through the bullying and all of that just kept a fire alive inside of me. And I was so determined I knew everyone else would go off and do uni and all the usual things. But I just had this like tunnel vision that I was Mm going to do this music and I was going to win an aria and I was going to do all this stuff. So it's been really fulfilling to be able to Uh, live out that dream. And what a dream you have lived out. And I love how you said you had tunnel vision because obviously from from a young age, even when you were going through all that stuff, you knew you could almost see and taste where you were going to be. Was it very real for you? Like it was there, but not quite there yet? It was just a matter of time for me. That's all I was working on. That was all that I cared about really. So it's the only thing that got me through those hard times and what really gave me any glimpse of confidence was being able to like pick up a guitar and sing a song, you know, no, not many kids could do that. So that was my little party trick and yeah. uh, being able to write your own music as well at a young age was a definite advantage. It was also a really great emotional outlet creatively to be able to put into words how you're feeling. So Yeah. 
Yeah. I, was, I was literally just about to ask you, was it almost like a form of therapy? Because for me, it was too. My family uh, is very musical. My parents in particular. My dad uh, plays guitar. My mum plays piano. They're singer-songwriters uh, at a much, much smaller level. <laughs> and um, and yeah. even for myself growing up, I, I was a very, very anxious child, particularly in primary school. So I used to write lyrics, write music myself. I used to have folders of songs. Some, you know, probably will never see the light of day, uh, but others weren't too bad. But, you know, for me, it was just allowed me to put my head and into something that I really enjoyed and I got carried away with it and I felt like it literally took me somewhere else. And for a long time, music was was my, my whole universe. It was my world. And I was fortunate enough uh, when I was 14, I actually had a recording contract. <laughs> I was in Australia's youngest all-girl pop group called Charms with a Z. It came out of the Barbie Diaries. Yeah, it was a Mattel shock records bonanza. And that was really interesting at 14 and to have that. And for me, even then, dealing with with school and also being in that band came with its own pressures as well. Like it was before sort of Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. It was before all of that. All we really had was MySpace and Facebook was starting to become a thing. And I just keep thinking to myself, man, if I was 14 now and I got that opportunity now, I reckon the pressures on me would be so much greater because everybody has more access to you. They can get to you at a lot faster rate. So music was, yeah, so so therapeutic for me. Yeah, it is. I feel, yeah, very fortunate to be able to have that for life and something that nobody can take away no matter what they say or do. Mm -hmm. Haters can hate, but you've always got, I've always got that part of me that will never leave and may it never and it never will (laughs) so what's next for you then personally for yourself as Amy and then also as Shepherd uh, you know the band with your family what what is there anything that you're working on that you can reveal potentially on the on the show (laughs) like we've decided to release a song a month so we've just because last year we spent all year writing I don't know whether you saw I went to Nashville and George went to Sweden and then we came back and wrote together then we went to the states we went to LA and wrote so we have all these songs under our belt that we just want to get out there and obviously being trapped inside and not being able to do any gigs we just decided to give the people what they want and just Mm -hmm. release song after song after song so yeah we've got a really good song coming out next I don't think it's been released yet or revealed yet what it is but it's um I hope it's going to be a big one I'm sure Um, it will oh no doubt your music is unbelievable like I'm not just saying it because I'm interviewing you I'm genuinely saying that you know Shepard your I mean I remember when Geronimo came out and it's still played all the time on all the major radio stations like it's a new hit because you can't help but feel good about yourself when you hear it you just want to bounce so I'll say Geronimo do you ever get sick of it like you just want to say I'm done with that song no, I've done it to death <laughs> never never like hate a song that has given you so much so yeah, that's uh, so true um we can only ever hope to have another hit that big you know so yeah, yeah we've got a lot of respect for Geronimo and how about yourself personally do you have any goals that you've got coming up or little things that you're working on like a little project yeah I do I can't reveal it I've got those. but just in ISO I've, I've just been you know, I've been trying to do the splits, <laughs> like so many. Uh, they haven't got there. I've been practicing all ISO and I still can't do them. How, how far are you off the floor? Oh, not even that far anymore, but I just can't seem to get that last little bit. That's still a pretty big effort to almost be on the floor. Like I couldn't go to the floor. So 
it took me a long time to get to there. But then yeah. I've kind of been stuck in that position for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you're, uh, you're over that. You're not over Geronimo, but you're over the point where you just can't do the full split. <laughs> I mean, I've just that's just won't be in my goal for maybe a year now, and I still haven't been able to do it. But anyway, that's my most immediate goal. <laughs> Besides writing music and the other thing that I can't reveal. Yeah, and just, I I guess, just spreading the message through doing podcasts and Mm -hmm. doing as much as I can. I've been doing my, um, my column with Nine Honey every month. Congratulations on that, by the way. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's been really fun. I just, I wasn't sure how I'd go writing for um, articles. You know, it's a different style of writing, but it's been also very therapeutic and I've really enjoyed it. So I need to think of this month's topic though. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe something will come from this interview. You'll go to sleep tonight. You're like, yes, Gianna and I spoke about that thing. That's my topic. Just reference me in the article and it'll be great. (laughs) (laughs) Kerry Bradshaw. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh, too funny. Amy, thank you so much. Right after this, don't go anywhere because I'm going to be asking you about your favorite big and small thing that you are grateful for. This is Power Up Life, the podcast. This week, we asked you, what's one thing you love to do to make the most of each day? And here's what you had to say. Doing exercise and going outside. These two important things are like therapy to me. One to get emotions out by pushing myself when I go running and do workouts. And the other to relax and refocus myself. Being outdoors with the rush of the sun is one of the best feelings ever and getting fresh air after a long day of school simply gives me that extra self-awareness. Make sure that I have a really nice breakfast and then I have a coffee afterwards and go outside and take off my shoes and stand barefoot in the grass. It just is something that allows me to take my time for the rest of the day and make sure that I'm grounded and a tune with myself. I recap everything that I've done with my boyfriend. It's actually really nice to reflect and share what we've done every day. It's being able to feel like we're sharing our experiences and still sharing life together through these recaps makes me feel really good about my day. And also it was really cathartic when the day doesn't go so well. Something I love to do to make the most out of each day is to read. I love to fill my mind with knowledge because knowledge is power. I'm currently reading Unlimited Power by Tony Robbins. I really like to find time to go outside. There's nothing quite like the sun on your face or the wind in your hair to really feel like you've made something of your day. To start my day with a podcast or reading a daily devotion or quote of the day as a mood booster and something that gives me a goal for the day to do to reach my full potential. I'm Carissa Shale and that's this week's Talk Topic. Got something to share? Drop us an email, yoursay at hapow.com. Want your voice heard? Email us at yoursay at hapow.com. All right, Amy, I ask everybody who comes on Power Up Life, one big thing and one small thing you are grateful for. Let's start with your big thing. What is that big thing that you're grateful for? Well, we did touch on it before. I am so grateful for my family and to be able to work with my family. Yeah. So obviously it's a huge asset to have them, your family on side. We're all on the same team. We all do the same thing and it's kept us really close. Good answer, especially if they're listening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But... <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, something small that you are grateful for that maybe people would say is trivial but you're like, nah, it's, it's, 
it's my number one. It's my go-to. I am grateful. Oh, I might have to think about this. A small thing. Because all my things are pretty big. I was going to say, like, I'm so grateful that I knew what I wanted to do from a young age. I know a lot of people don't have that luxury and it can be really difficult for people to try and figure out what their passion is. But I've always had that. So that's another thing I'm grateful for. That's um, a good answer. Good answer. Anything potentially that you just can't live without? Like, is there anything that you go, oh, if I don't have that, that's it? Like, I am grateful that my hair supplier came and dropped off a lot of blue hair dye before <laughs> isolation happened. I'm <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to suggest that as an answer because I thought, man, that color, like you need to keep on top of it because that regrowth will be profound. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to condition up now and it just, you know, I guess it gives it a freshen up every wash. Yeah. No, it's it's amazing. It looks gorgeous. Even, even uh, on Zoom, it looks amazing. I love it. I love it. All right, Amy, right after this, we've got the challenge, my favorite part of every single interview. I can't wait. Learn epic life skills in a super chill way. Sign up for free at herpower.com. Amy, it's time for the challenge, my friend. So the challenge we are going to be playing today is called Silent Songs. Very appropriate for you, I think, considering you are uh, an artist, an amazing music artist. Uh, you know, now, <laughs> pressure. <laughs> yeah. I know there is a little bit of pressure, but I reckon you're going to nail it. I reckon you're going to nail it. If you don't, you're still a winner because you've had a lot of fantastic music. So this does not determine your future. Shepherd is amazing. Side note. So it's almost like the disclaimer at the bottom of the game. <laughs> My palms are sweaty. <laughs> Same with mine. I always get nervous before I play a game. All right. So how this game works is Brendan, he is in this study right now in the studio with me and he's got four songs, four well-known songs. I don't know what they are, obviously, but what they are is he's taken away the the melody. He's taken away the artist. All we're left with is words on a piece of paper. And he's going to read those words out to us of the four different songs. The first person to get the song right wins that particular round. And of course, there's four songs. So four rounds, the person who wins the most amount of points wins the game. Got it? Got it. Okay. okay. All right, cool. All right. Here's the first one. Brendan, would you like to come up to the mic and, and say g'day? Sure thing. G'day, guys. How are you going? Good. First song, here we go. See if you can guess what this one is. Here we go. Look what you made me do. I'm with somebody new. Oh, baby, baby, I'm dancing with a stranger. Oh, yeah. Yes, dancing. yes. Yep. Dancing with a stranger? Is it Dancing with the Stranger? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> yes. Nailed it, nailed it. Well done. Well Bonus done, points. Do you actually know what the other artist uh, that sung that song with Sam is? Oh, oh this, is, this is bonus point. If I, get it, if I get it, can I get the point? Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, no, it's not Rita Ora. No. Do you know Amy? No. No Googling. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. Maybe we'll go on to the next song. Right, song it number was two. Normani. Normani. Oh, no, I wouldn't have got that. No. All right, number two. Number two, here we go. Shower you with all my attention. Yeah, these are my only <laughs> intentions. Stay in the kitchen cooking up, got your own bread. Heart full of equity, you're an asset. Make sure that you don't need no mentions. Yeah, these are my only intentions. <gasps> oh, hang Shout on. out to your mum and on, dad hang on, for hang making on, hang you on. Wait. standing ovation. They did a great going. job raising <laughs> you. <laughs> May, number one, may you never enter the band Shepherd. I don't think they'll ever accept you if that was your audition tape. Number two, is that uh, Justin Bieber, Intentions? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> nice 
it helps that the song title is in the lyrics. That that yeah. always helps. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three. How are you feeling, Amy? Good, good. I'm ready for this one. Good, good. We're, we're one each now. It's a draw. It's good, good, good. I'll try and get a better singing voice this time oh, for you in, in tune. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, this is what you came for. Lightning strikes every time she moves oh. and everybody's watching her. You know what, Amy, don't you? But she's looking at you. Ooh, hang ooh, on, hang ooh, on, ooh. hang on. She's got it. She thinks she's got it. Yep. Amy? Yeah, you, you want to sing? Yeah, sing the song. You, ooh, 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 ooh. Um, Very nice. Very nice. Do you know the song, though? <laughs> is it Rihanna? One part of it, yeah. One part of it, okay. There's one other artist. One other artist. Oh, oh, it must be. Think um, it. Think. I reckon it's the DJ. Scottish. Yeah. Is it Scottish? Is he Scottish? Hang on. Sure no. Scottish? Is he Scottish? Yeah. Brendan's nodding Scottish. Is it? I was thinking David Guetta. <laughs> Who are you thinking? Yeah, yeah I was going to say, well, David He's Guetta not Scottish is, though. He's not Scottish. Is it the guy who was dating? I think he dated Taylor Swift. Yes, that's correct. Okay, 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 okay. Do you know what? the DJ? That, I, I don't know his name. I've got his face. He's really good looking. <laughs> uh, oh. I don't know. Oh. I think Calvin Klein. Yes, yes. <laughs> How hopeless are we? <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. I reckon we both get a point because we said it at the same time. I knew it was Rihanna, but I didn't know the DJ. That's all right. You knew it was Rihanna. I didn't. It didn't come to me straight away. So that's This is good. the decider. Okay. Here we go. Can you feel it? Now it's coming. <laughs> we can steal it. If we bridge this gap, I can <laughs> see you through the curtains of the waterfall. Of course she got <laughs> do, you want to, do you want to say the chorus for us, Brendan? Actually, maybe we give it over to Amy. Amy, do you want to sing the chorus for us? So say Geronimo, say Geronimo, say Geronimo, Very good. Very good, of course. That is Shepherd Geronimo. That one was, I'm glad Brendan put that in there. I think it was perfect for you. <laughs> Amy, thank you so much for coming on Power Up Life. Actually, what was the score? Whoops, I'm jumping ahead. Amy won. Amy won. <laughs> Just. Just. That's all right. You're still a winner in the end. You did have an advantage, but you know what? It was a good advantage. I don't have a song like that, so he couldn't sing it. (laughs) Thank you for coming on Power Up Live. How can people follow you, stay up to date with yourself and Shepard? So I am at Amy Shepard Pie on Instagram, (laughs) and the band is at We Are Shepard on all platforms. Amazing. Thank you so much. Wishing you an awesome week ahead and I look forward uh, to chatting to you again soon. I just love how real and raw Amy Shepard is. I think it's so awesome she uses her talents and creativity to enact change in the community, especially when it comes to body image and self-esteem. I often head over to Amy's Insta profile, quite a lot actually, because she's always posting such fun, colourful and empowering posts. They're the perfect pick-me-up. Of course, we at A Power wish Amy and the entire Shepherd Band all the very best this coming Saturday as they perform during the AFL's grand final halftime break at Brisbane's Gabba. As Amy said on Insta just the other day, the AFL grand final is Australia's version of the Super Bowl halftime show and we'll all be watching. (laughs) A fan of Power Up Life? Why not tap the share button and send it to someone who'll love it? And don't forget to hit the subscribe button when you do so you can be the first to know when new episodes drop. Remember to follow us on socials. Simply look up at Hapow, H-A-P-P-O-W-A-U to follow us and stay in the know. 
Want more Hapal? Sign up to our free Life Skills platform to get access to our on-demand, expert-led video masterclasses called Life Lessons, quizzes, blogs, and more. Simply visit hapal.com. This episode of Power Up Life was produced by me, Gianna Lucas, Maria Dukadinovska, and Carissa Shale for the Herpal Podcast Network. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Power Up Life, a Herpal podcast. If you loved this episode, be a legend and leave us a quick rating and review on your fave podcast app. Dive into the show notes for all episodes on our website, hapow.com forward slash podcast. Catch you next time and remember to power.